The following Pulpery podcast is brought to you by The Goddamn Sauce. Go to thegdsauce.com for details to order all the sauces to replace your ordinary condiments. Welcome to the Pulpery Nerdcast with Brock and Ben. This podcast is where we discuss the nerd culture headlines that intrigue us and those minor details that enrage us. Ridley Scott, he's, he's, he's gone and done it again. Yeah. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix um, is amazing. He really is. He's also apparently addicted to sex. Napoleon, I mean. So, well... Go ahead, come on. We're dive right in. Um, well, I, I think, yeah, probably for, for this, it's like, let's get to at least what I liked about it. Yeah, that, I could have done without that. I could have done without the, the the marriage. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, Did you not? Never mind. Go ahead. So the, the, the battle sequences, I thought, were amazing. Yes. That, um, How much of it do you think was CGI? Uh, apparently, there wasn't a whole lot. Um, because it didn't look like it. That's why I was I th- asking. I think from what I read, the Waterloo sequence, he had like eight or ten cameras going at the same time. I mean, they filmed it in like uh, th- two months. Yeah, the um, whole thing. Yeah, I realized it was that. like a sixty-one day shoot. So, yeah. Um, so Jesus, man. It's yeah. If I were to use it in. In like say a classroom, I would use it for the for the battle sequences because I think those like I mean hell you start off the movie and that horse explodes and yeah I don't think I've ever seen that what in was, the movie. What was um what was that town Toulouse? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I said that right. I and think so. Yeah. I got this place yeah. right. Yes, he won the battle there. Yeah. Or no, no, it was a, a Toulon. Oh, Toulon. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But it's spelled the same. Sure, why not? Um, You're the French, not me. <laughs> let's, not, let's not put me on the spot with that one, because I haven't done that since high school. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, I thought, and I mean, of course, the, 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 the sets were... Oh, yeah, the sets were amazing. Seemingly accurate from what I know. Um, yeah, I don't and, know enough. Other than, yeah, I don't know anything. Yeah, so it's, I mean, that, that I mean, aesthetically, I think it was well done. Um, you know, I can't, can't fault him in directing. I think he got good performances out of everybody, including a lot of the minor characters. Yeah, and it was a lot of minor characters that were fairly familiar. Like all the old cats. Yeah. The government guys sure yeah i guess that that's what you want to call them the royals yeah i mean the, i mean you watch you know any any pbs masterpiece series or any bbc shows just you're gonna to see any about OG. like 20 of them exactly yeah. exactly although i've never seen uh his wife before uh she was in um the second iteration of the crown 
No, no, no. First. I didn't watch any of it. She was Princess Margaret in that. But um, She's awesome. Yeah. She's beautiful. Hmm. Anyway, I, yes, I could have done without a lot of the, uh, I don't know how to put it. Just throw it out there then. Dead air, buddy. Dead air. All of the sex scenes? (laughs) Like, I mean, I get it. But it was like, I don't know. Like that pussy had control over him. (laughs) There, I said it. I think that's what they were going for. I mean, she told him that. Yeah. Straight up at the beginning. Just, she told him that. (laughs) And he went Uh, with it. Yeah. Like the whole scene on the couch, spoiler alerts, not that anybody knows what. Well, and what, yeah. But like on the couch when he's like, you're nothing without me. And then she's like, nah, you're nothing without me. I'm like, I don't need this. Yeah, it was. Like, why? Well, and the weird part is, is that they, they used her line from that scene in the previews, making it seeming like she was, like you know, the puppeteer behind right. everything. And then you watch the movie, and it was like, no, she's just a socialite trying to hang on. Yeah, and, and she knows she could use her uh, um, talents or her her mommy role. <laughs> Both. Yeah. And I think it's like one in the same. Um, so, yeah, because you remember her, her uh, OG husband got his head cut off. Right. Guillotine. By the way, that first scene, perfect. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I, I, and, and like most of the scenes that did not involve Napoleon, that were about the, about the machinations behind the scenes, right. I think was well done. Yeah, and, he he's, and very well written. Yeah, because I had a hard time—not hard time keeping up with it, but you know, it's political. Yeah, and it's three hours long. But <laughs> and apparently it was—I mean, I think it was only two hours and forty minutes. And apparently he has like a four-hour version. Right, that's going to come out on Apple Plus. What's he? Is it going to be porn? <laughs> this is his eyes wide shut. Is that yeah, what you're thank asking? Thank you. <laughs> Like, and, like, you know, uh, check that off the list there. <laughs> and, and I get, like I said, I get it, but a little more Napoleon, not such a. What is it? Where I mean that, that's an interesting question with Ridley Scott. So he's done fantasy, he's done sci-fi. He's done sci-fi. He's done comedy. Which one was that? Matchstick Men. Remember that movie? Oh. Yeah, or he attempted it. What was the um, other one? I mean, he's done historical epic prior to this with Gladiator. Right. Um, that would count as drama, too. Um, he did Alien. Yeah, when he did Blade Runner. Right. OG Blade Runner. Yeah. In the in the four iterations that he then recut after that. Whatever. But even... So all of those movies have, like, one thing in common is they're beautiful, yeah. sprawling movies. Um. Yeah, and it's, I mean, his, his his cinematographer did a brilliant job on and this on, one. I mean, you can look at any of those. The alien, he nailed the uh, aesthetic. Yeah. The vibe, I guess, is what the kids say these days. Um, so, yeah, he gets that. And Joaquin played the role 
I mean, the way the role was written. Right, I was going to say, as, as presented to him, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. He's, but I didn't, the whole little man, inferior. Was well, I mean, that's where. But makes up on, on the battlefield, but. But that's what I, oh, I yeah, I mean, I, w- I was going to say that. I mean, that's usually, that's usually where Napoleon stories go, particularly if it's a British person involved in it. Right. And the, you know, typically Great Britain views him as, as this little, you know, uh, in, you know. Insignificant uh, guy. Yeah. And then of course. Took over. And then of course the French put him way up on a pedestal. Well, yeah, because again, he took over most of Europe. Right. And I mean, there's other things too that even we oh, hear. Oh, we, we do it here in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um. That there was a ton of, again, I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I thought I knew. No. no. Like he that's what I'm saying. I would have loved that more than him having sex. And I understand that he needs an heir. Yeah. Like oh, I could have done without all of that. Well, and I so that's where I always I would love to see a Napoleon story that is not about the battles. Well, no, it's not about Josephine. Like, is she in all of them? Every every iteration I've seen, minus I think Waterloo, which was it was an okay, no, it, it wasn't a good movie anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say that's terrible. But like every made-for-TV movie that they've come out, right. it's always about the two of them, and it's just like you know love affair. And I get it because that's what they have evidence of from the letters and right. stuff. But you're still going like she ended up as queen or part queen or something in Italy. Yeah, I mean she was given. She was get still still given a title. I mean, everybody he knew had a title. I mean, his whole family. Like one brother was the king of Spain. The other one was like a king of Italy. Like really, yeah. They didn't just eighty six everyone. They just said you need to go away. No, or no. I mean, like while while he was in control. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. And then as soon as he was out, the old monarchs came up, including the old French monarchs too. So, but it's just. Um, Fascinating. How many years was this? Uh, well, I mean, if, if you take it from the revolution in which he was starting, you know, no, he, he was, was just in the military, making his ascension in the right. military. But that's 1789 to about 1812. Fuck. Or no, I think that where 1812 was when he was exiled the first time. I think it lasted to 1814. So, but it's. Um, do you think he really ran in a battle like that? Uh, I mean, according to reports, yeah. But, I mean, it was always, he had, you know, I mean, to use like a Roman he phrase. Secret, he had, he had like a Praetorian guard around him. He had secret like, service. Yeah. For the, you know. Right, that would either like step in front and die for him or, you know. I mean, he got his horse, his horse got fucking eviscerated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That. Nobody was expecting it at all. It was just like, and you don't normally see that with horse, or you know, with a CGI horse on screen, like where usually it's like you know, like they fall into a ditch, right. and that's it. You don't actually see them get hit with a cannonball and explode. Explode, and then dig your hand in there and pull it out because he wants to keep that right. And so, like, I don't know, I mean, we can get... I want to know what happened to that thing. 
That's the part that was confusing me as I'm watching the movie is oscillating between like I'm this That's... I'm this badass on the battlefield and then it's like I'm an you know a 14 year old in the bedroom. Right. Like that that doesn't quite jive with me. And it... let alone like let alone what I've already read and done prior to this movie it would be if, if you if you take out like the historical part of that character and you presented that to any audience, they I think most people would be like, wait, I don't get this. Like, right, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. That's not how human beings work. No, it's not. Like you you can't be a big swinging dick on a battlefield and then be like, can I have the vagina? I mean, I guess to each his own. There's probably people with fetishes like that. I'm not yeah. talking down on it, but. It's like CEO who wears a diaper and, a, and <laughs> sorry, that's just what I picture. All his wife does cocaine off of some other dude. Yeah, but I mean, like it's at least somewhere in there. It's not like you're a whining sniveling. Well, no, he man. left Egypt in the movie. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. He never really left Egypt. No, he left to go home because he heard a rumor. That was true because again, sex scene. Um, it's a. It's also France in the late seventeen hundreds. Everybody was 18, fucking everybody. Yeah. Particularly in high society. I mean, it was. Well, because I mean, she asked him, he was like, "Of course, I've slept with somebody." Yes. Yeah. yeah it, <laughs> and I don't. I liked it personally. I liked it a whole bunch. I want to watch it again because it's probably not going to age well. No, I, I mean honestly speaking, I, I I look back on it and we can. We'll touch on it. I was gonna say yeah, if you want to continue this, like I'll go. No, I'd love yeah. Score shirts on ever as much as I can on it, but that's it's overall. I mean, I think. Just so you're the history. I that's I don't want to sit this. there and say like you know it's it's like an overall. I'm. I don't know. I, I didn't like it personally. I didn't. Really? Yeah. At all? Like I said, the battle scenes are really good. That's, but, yeah. like I, I didn't mind it. But you're a history guy, and I just looked at it as like, oh. We want to take this time to thank you for supporting the Pulpery Podcast. We are available on all podcast platforms, so please follow us and turn on the downloads. You can always delete them later. If audio is not your thing, we are on YouTube. Check out our page and hit the subscribe button, like our episodes, and share with all your friends. Follow us on all the socials for our latest content and additional takes on the latest stories and news. If you need a change for your taste buds, go to thegdsauce.com and change the way you think about the way you eat. From their signature goddamn sauce to their ghost pepper sauce, they have everything you need to rethink condiments. Help support an independent business by getting rid of your same old condiments and boss up with the goddamn sauces. So, I just said it, I said it earlier, I said it off mic, that takeout, first I credit to my son, who when I text him that Napoleon was good, and his first response was, Biggest cuck in history. Yeah. And I went, oh, I, I didn't wear a hat at the time, but I tipped my hat to his text, text message. So. According to the movie. Yeah. What yeah. was no, presented no. to us in the movie. I get that. Um, so the, 
So the point where I was like, okay, and we talked about this when we were coming out of the movie about going like, I like to know what the source material was. Right. And so apparently it's just almost as soon as I got well, at least on IMDb, they have it as so they looked at Kubrick's script and they said this is way too boring, and then they just decided to you know. I didn't realize Kubrick had a script, although when this when we first saw this, well, you, I we mean, were hoping. I mean, like, a Kubrick script on this is, like, that big. Well, like, yeah. That's why Spielberg is making it into, like, a ten-part parter on Thank HBO. God, I was wondering, yeah. who's playing, um... They haven't cast it yet, but, um... Uh, which, probably, uh... And this was, like, post... Post-2001 Kubrick, so it's not, like, going into Eyes Wide Shut Kubrick. So it's... I'm doubting there's there's less of the... Right. You know, bang, but... So as soon as I read that, and it was like, oh, you all, you all didn't actually go to any, like even uh, British historians. No, they just they just went off this, of what they they, they learned in school. Correct, correct. <laughs> Which is why the battle scenes were awesome, and then he had to fill in time right. for everything else. And you said it. The only other thing they have is the letters. Do you think what they were talking is the real were the real letters? Partially? At this point, no, no? I, I don't okay, think so. I don't think so either. Um, um, but so, they did have letters. Yeah, and uh, it's one of the few things. Yeah, and so like I said, I don't, I don't know if it ended up on there, but, um, and I'm not going to say this is all British people, but no, typically but we know the narrative they like to write history, rewrite history. Well, the other part is, and like I'll take this, I'll try and do my soapbox moment, like super. Please, quick. I want to hear it. Nope. So the go scorched earth. My my issue with it, and it's I I don't teach world history anymore. But when I did, I always hated like the narrative of it because you look at it and go, okay. So first off, he's from Corsica. Right. Corsica is this. It's an island off of Italy, yep. which has has changed hands numerous times. Like Spain had it for a it's while. Like, Italy um, had it. So it it came Sicily. Well, yeah, or I would say it's like it's like Puerto Rico to us. Right. Um, so. They the French had just French had just acquired it I think just before Napoleon was born, so but the idea Spanish. yeah or you know or like they have their own language there anyway yeah. and 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 own culture because they're so isolated I mean right. it's like Especially Sicily yeah. yeah exactly so so when he he joins like the French army at that time there's only so far he could go because of where he comes from. Right. So, but then the revolution happens in which all aristocracy yep, and all titles and stuff like that are done away with. And so now it opens up the path for him through the military to get there. So, and he was a brilliant military yeah, mind. I mean, still being taught at West Point yep. and other military academies. So, but over, like, if, if you just look at his general ascension story. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. And you don't look at it through... Um, the eyes of like other monarchies part of the reason he's a threat is that he represents what in in a in a a large way what the french revolution is all about is that anyone can elevate themselves through you know through merit or what, what whatever else so here's an immigrant literally yep who gets his path through the military and achieves becoming 
a a mili- not just the military power, but the emperor. Yeah, and I love in the movie. And I know it didn't yeah. go down like this. It was like I if I'm doing this because I just offered him the head of the military, right? Yeah. And he said, "No, I want it all." Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Well, and then to that point of. I know it didn't go down. Like usually, that. they it's the story of him crowning himself. Yeah. Is this like it's pompous and arrogance? But the whole point of the French Revolution was. You, you do not have any higher classes telling you what to do. So instead of having the Pope crown him, he's like, I will do it myself. So as is there a written, um, is him crowning himself, has that made it to us in history? Did he really do that? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. But that's what I'm saying is, is that, so if you look at it through, say, like the British monarchy, who was scared of him, is that, <laughs> oh, look, he's an asshole who's taking all this power for himself. But if you look at it through, like say like a French lens and a French revolution lens, is that he's exemplifying the, nope. the ultimate, or the penultimate moment for any citizen, is that you can crown yourself king if you or have the if ability. You, if you work hard at yeah. it, give it the old college try. Exactly. So and then the military just went with him. Oh, they. But loved he them. had him. That's what, he had the military to begin with. Yeah, and I mean, but that's also uh, another thing that's you know doesn't quite cross over in these stories is is that, and like it's a it's a microcosm of it. But that's why like when he was sent into exile. Yeah. And then decided no, I need to go back. How Not, long was he in exile the first time? Six months or something. Please tell me it was under a year. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, like just under a year or just over a year. But he yes. he lands, and again, as even the most of the history books at least generalize it like this, is that, I mean, he literally just walks up to, you know, to the army, and he's like, hey, and they're like, They depicted okay. that in the movie. Yeah, we're with you. Um and then, and then he just marched. Well, and with a, within a hundred days of landing back in France, he was back as emperor. Oh, and and in full control of the army, and then the, and then <laughs> he's days. Yeah, and then he stretched himself too thin. Yeah, going after Alexander. Well, and the, uh, the no, boy. no, you know that was the first. That's what got him into exile in the first place, which is oh, right, he right. made the fundamental historical error of trying to invade Russia in winter. Same thing happened to Hitler, I mean, and that and yeah. that destroyed his army and is effectively lost in the war. Uh, I love this history. Of course, lesson. yeah. Um, I think yeah. The the only people who successfully did it were the Mongols, but you know, they're yeah yeah they were, <laughs> they were savage. They were basically so, the the White Walkers. But see, like like the problem was was that when like by the time he's put into exile. And then he he makes his hundred days back. Then that's when like every monarch in Europe was like, no, we can't allow this to happen. And and that includes some of his own uh, ministers. Uh, so the guy with like the brace on his leg, yep. As we would say in America, Talleyrand. Um, but that guy was a uh, like I know like. My dad's read like two biographies on him. He's like, "Oh, this guy's amazing. He was involved in this." It was like he was also like the biggest turncoat. He would as soon as he got so into he a was, position, um, like he sides with Napoleon and then he sides against Napoleon and then 
Who was the eunuch in Game of Thrones? Uh, Varys. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was Varys. Um, no, yeah, that's very that's very apropos of you. Um, hey man, that's why I do this. So, but like you were saying before, is that there's so many interesting things going on other than where his penis is and what that and you has kind of a- leave all that. I mean, like there's also like. When he's in Egypt, there's the Battle of the Nile where, like, the British reassert their naval control. But that's where, and, like, that's what uh, Trafalgar Square, like, at the top is Admiral Nelson, who won, who defeated Napoleon at the Nile, but losing, and died doing it. Um, (laughs) But, like, that... The ultimate sacrifice. Right, and that's where, and, and, and at least, you know, they, I don't know, like... It was just the story was so all over the place. It, it really was. Yeah. I still liked it. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah, it might be one of those like after a couple of years. That's what I'm saying. You come back and you enjoy it for its campiness. Or... Um, Gangs of New York. I wasn't a big fan of, at first because yeah. all I find found myself doing was wanting Bill the Butcher. I'm like on the movie screen and didn't give a fuck about anybody else yeah. but it's it's gotten better there's like John C. Riley as like the police officer right <laughs> but not yet they could have done without Cameron Diaz in that movie yes yeah I didn't need all that that's kind of what they did here except you know he wasn't as much of a cuck as Bonaparte and I also think I, I think that's a disservice to like just assuming that people always want a love story like no. You don't know. There might be, you know, a, a group of the people that you think don't like always want a love story. That would be like, I might find it interesting if you show me, you know, how he came. I'm I, well, so, not about strategy, but like you said, like we're we're talking about he creates or he consolidates a code of law. Yes. That is not only still in operation in France, but is in operation around the, the world. world. In Haiti and Louisiana. I mean, that's why Louisiana has a completely different bar exam right, than, than everybody everyone. else in the country. Yeah. Right. Because of the Napoleonic Code. code. Yeah. And, 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 of course, he creates, um, out of the revolution, and, and, and this is what, like, the threat was, was that as he was moving across Europe, he's, um, re, or he's putting into place... I don't want to say reestablishing, but he's establishing new governments in these areas that are based on a meritocracy, not on aristocracy, not on birth, but on what your value is, what you can do. Right. Which, of course, to an aristocratic world is like horrifying because it's like, oh, we have no skills whatsoever. We just have money. Yeah, exactly. So they buy all these armies. But and um, if I have my buddy Mac here, we could go on for hours and hours. But. I'm, it's it's also this this moment and you know whether Napoleon is the cause of it if it would have happened either way or not, but um, it's happened before. Yeah, you, but you the coup you don't get the sense of it in the end. But so because of the victory of Waterloo, it gives the Prussian army this status and this mo- momentum, and so Prussia becomes the dominant state in the Germanic. Empire, right? Because and then it, that eventually leads them. So, to what did take Germany? O- that was a question. What oh, did sorry, Germany do 
during this one because you never heard them at all. Well, it's still like, well, so Napoleon ends the Holy Roman Empire when he takes over the Germanic states. Right. That that ends the Habsburg Empire. So after Napoleon he's gone, the Roman Empire. Is that what yeah, you're telling me? it leaves. Well, it destabilizes Germany and it leaves it open for whichever one of the German states can actually crush at this point. Exa- right, and that which is one of the biggest. But then it's out of that, and because of their military might, that they are able to eventually, like, and and under the guidance of like Otto von Bismarck, unify Germany under a more Prussian meld than anything else, which then, of course, is going to lead to the the Germanic Empire, and then it eventually leads to the Nazis. But if you go back and back and back and back, that's all set in motion because Napoleon decides he's going to invade, he's going to remove the existing aristocracy, and then implant his, and then that alone creates this inkling of an idea that the Germanic people can actually unify into a singular country. I mean, they do, one, one idea. Yeah. Eventually. They right. Did. It's like... I mean, it say, happened in the 80s. They had to knock down a wall. Exactly. Eventually, they got there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll shut up now. I'll give you five seconds. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, time's up. All right. So, I want to know how far Waterloo The following Pulpery podcast is brought to you by The Goddamn Sauce. Go to thegdsauce.com for details to order all the sauces to replace your ordinary condiments. Pulpery is a privately produced podcast by Brock Ryder and Ben Grimmie on social media and photography by Beck Ryder. Original music by the Heisenberg Compensators.